welcome back to black girl couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of westworld season two episode six phase space written by carly ray directed by Tariq saleh premiered may 27th of 2018 and i gave it an 8.2 out of 10 i think this was one of the episodes i wasn't as fond of as all the other ones in the season it's not to say that it's a bad episode it was just one that didn't engage me as much as a lot of the predecessors we start this episode in the same letterbox format as we saw in the first episode and we hear the same prophesized concern from bernard or as i'm going to finally begin to call him at this point bernard about dolores being rather frightening and he says i think i have a choice to make the conversation is clearly continuing from where it started and he's wondering what kind of well dolores wonders what kind of choice and he says between the unknown and well and end if you outgrow this place and us whatever will become of you and he says i'm not sure if it's my choice to make however dolores says no he didn't question his agency about that choice he knew that he was going to make it like he never questioned if he was the right one to make it he was in control of all of the godlike things in which he was doing debating whether or not he's awakening consciousness in dolores and that is how you know that she is talking to bernardle which is bernard but also clearly what they are trying to accomplish is a recreation or reincarnation of arnold how do i know that because she tells him that this is a test after she tells him to sit and says that they are testing for fidelity and we know from uh daddy delos that fidelity is how accurate or the degree of exactness with which something is copied or reproduced so that's our first indication that bernard is most likely a exact copy or a very close exact copy to arnold himself it leads to question how much is bernard bernard how much is he arnold it just opens up a pandora's box of bernard and his continuing journey of self-discovery teddy is walking through sweetwater he ain't picking up no more cans nope he is looking for bullets as dolores plays the piano showing she's in full control at the mariposa except she's not in control when she comes in to a very testy dolores it's like uh i thought we were leaving at sunup you still here um they're putting coal in the yeah never mind about that um (laughs) i laughed at this whole entire interaction because dolores realizes she made her mistake her first mistake um in her mind that she can actually very tangibly see because she was searching for a partner she's still searching for a partner someone she can share this experience with this awakening 
and she goes for teddy saying you know remember all those times she got off that train and it was all leading to yeah 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 um the man that was on that train he was born to fail and a loser and apparently weak according to your standards and you fix that shit so let's forget about it and let's go angelo was the only one turned on when he smoked that guy for not having enough answers for them and dolores finally realized it's like i made a mistake maybe if she had made that black tech a friend maybe she would be having more woke conversations that she can discuss her personal feelings and get out there and work through but no she keeps killing them all or having them killed around her so she doesn't get that and she keeps wanting it from teddy because she doesn't want to uh to be close to this kind of people she doesn't like the humans she thinks they're all the enemy so she's trying to connect to her kind and unfortunately it's not working out Stubbs must have been picked up by charlotte's team on the beach as he's now with her back at the mesa it has been a week in the timeline and she still has abernathy at westworld headquarters she sends info for extraction while Stubbs whines he wasn't read in they decide to nail abernathy to a chair to keep him secure hey mave has killed the army in shogun world and watches while akane rips out her daughter's heart sakura and mave allows her to fold it in a piece of her kimono they then stroll into town the boys toting a cart of weapons they were collecting them from the battlefield she offers tanaka a trade for her peeps his life but he wants the assassin akane and not the witch so musashi steps in for a duel to reclaim his honor and his boothang so a duel begins between the two um mave is not going to intervene despite akane asking her to use her powers because she can tell musashi wants to do this and she says we each use our fate even if that fate is death remember that line and the duel was pretty badass i must say the actor who plays musashi is really that great with two swords and one sword it's just great period he cuts off my dude's hand then offers a small sword to commit what is called or known in japan at this time as seppuku which is suicide by sword into the belly slicing open the stomach then turning the blade upward to finish the job very graphic we saw that musashi spared him the worst of that by chopping off his head but that's why he stabbed himself in the stomach so that he is allowed to die with honor and uh that is how they are on their way with akane telling Maeve they must hurry to find her daughter before the darkness takes them all lawrence's men are lured into a honeypot because william's daughter emily actually knows the lakota which we saw some episodes back and knows that those are not their arrows so she saves them from being ambushed and killed and she tells dad i'm not leaving 
without you because he says if you want to get rescued and get the fuck out of dodge go up the beach that way he really thought for five seconds that this was not his daughter and that it was ford because why not ford is somehow his boogeyman and he feels the need to topple him because he's insecure because he got to build this world and he only gets to live in it it's dan william i don't know why anyone could ever think this character <laughs> while definitely uh, a well written thought process into pretty much probably three percent of our billionaires in the world he is definitely uh, batshit crazy elsie and bernard follow the train tracks and she tells um him that ford's quarantine notices are still going out so he did stop other people from just casually coming into the park and being massacred he doesn't share her optimism about the apocalypse not quite happening yet and says though if anyone can write this ship on willpower alone it's her proud of your boy i'll make you proud of your boy they make it to the mesa and it's clear elsie isn't impressed with qa and the macho men killing hosts that aren't threats because they killed the welcome box and they probably were just saying welcome in her workstation she discovers qa has tried to regain control however they are unsuccessful because they are blocked every time by the cradle which is not supposed to be able to do that uh, remember the cradle in the future was the thing that strand found out was complete ash which holds the host backups it can simulate park narratives but it can't influence any other systems and she concludes there is something in the cradle actively doing this improvising and it has been for the last seven days They can only see messages so bernard suggests that they go down and access it manually may's crew make it to swan lake where host and humans walk different paths i thought that was a nice touch finding the body shoot the humans back downstairs to the tunnels where felix goes first the doppels of each other <laughs> watch akane put her child to rest laying her heart in a stone bowl and lighting it on fire Maeve invites the group to come with her she knows that there's something bad coming and they probably won't make it but musashi and akane using her own words choosing to stay in their world no matter what because this world matters to them it doesn't matter that there's this other real place and you know much more to discover they're content sometimes people are also in the real world content in their loops they don't need you know things to shoot out to the stars sometimes the simple things like the amish you know are or they're happy living these simple lifetime or lifestyles and they don't want to move past that right not even move past that they find their heart is there and like she said her child is here so these things they matter to them in the same way that you saw it reflected with teddy and his dialogue the way in which clementine remembering her old life actually you know that meant something to them 
Uh, the only one that does go with them though is Hanaro. Musashi and Hector are able to bow to each other. And uh, it was very nice, this little side quest. I could have done with three more episodes, quite frankly. Because you know that these humans, especially that because everyone kind of forget how trauma connects you right for better or worse however they got into the situation it's been a very eventful week it's also been stressful and the only people that they have to rely on their um survival has been these hosts that they despite it all are growing a lot close to you know they've had to shit piss eat (laughs) go to sleep the hosts don't need sleep all of these things i'm sure there's been fun banter between them as they kind of get to them you know they didn't just walk you know day and night for the last seven days and no conversation and although we got glimpses into those conversations um we just can imagine so much more that probably happened so it was was very nostalgic um or bittersweet i should say that's a better word (laughs) seeing uh everyone say goodbye William approaches his daughter by campsite, fireside, campfire. (laughs) I didn't even have that much today. Who uh, points out that he didn't drink. She didn't think he drank, but he doesn't apparently in the real world. And she's heartened to know that he actually can tell the difference still. And I'm like, can he? Can he? But after that earlier comment, maybe that was her being like, uh, I hope you still ain't on I'm a fucking host because that's the craziest shit I think I've ever heard anyone say. But she clearly don't know how crazy her fucking father is. I think she got a glimpse, but she don't know the whole spiel. Charlotte, we find out, had invited her to the gala or the gauntlet, which she wasn't going to attend. She told her to fuck off, but then realized that it was a free trip. And she was excited to see her favorite place, which was the Raj world. William tells her he remembers and that she was scared of the elephants. But she looks at him and corrects him saying, no, I love the elephants. The one that was scared was mom. And you see him take that in. And it's almost as if he is debating whether this is an imperfection in a host or... Or if it's an imperfection on him remembering that his daughter, this very simple thing about a childhood memory, which would indicate that he's probably a shitty dad. So I found that very interesting. Him even in this whole entire conversation debating on whether or not he actually believes that she is his daughter. And if she is, what does that mean for him um i thought it was also interesting with her saying mom always was skeptical that this place wasn't dangerous as it seemed because mom probably saw how this could very easily come back to bite us in the ass as it has why did she feel the need to tell her dad she fucked a lot of people in the pleasure palaces even though we only saw her one with a human I don't know but after giving it some time I'm guessing it's basically like 
oh you took me to the kids side but this place now that i'm an adult i understand that there's more insidious and you know sinful pleasures to be had and i know you probably did it yourself it was to make him feel really uncomfortable like this isn't a kid's part i know now what happens here because i'm no longer a child william is rather proud that she survived her whole ordeal unharmed being like that must be the the william jeans in you and she tells him i'm not here so i can bury myself under your wing nor am i down with your suicide by robot mission that you clearly got going on that makes little sense except he is determined to go out in some heroic blaze of glory recall his last words were talking about burning down something or destroying something and he's probably trying to get there wherever in the valley and he feels that's his mission and he feels that ford is trying to stop him somehow some way despite the fact that he watched the man get shot in the head but i i I, william is definitely not okay all right there's no logic to his logic it's just (laughs) a whole lot of bullshit but she tells him that it's mainly because the last conversation we had despite the fact that you know mom's suicide you know was basically because she knew exactly the type of person you were she saw through the good guy bullshit and paid for it but that's not his fault i wasn't with her logic there but okay and she really says i just don't want that to be our final encounter and asks him to come home with him she tells him leaving will be a good start if he does to reconciliation which he agrees to but in the am he leaves her behind he did leave one man with her so it's almost like he didn't make up his mind in that moment and he didn't want to because if he believes that his daughter is a host well then i I can't you know there's the there's too much that says she might be real that i can't do anything about it but at the same time if that means she is real that means i have to accept this reconciliation and i think he can't do that because whether she blames him or not he knows that his wife's suicide is on him his daughter don't need to co-sign that he knows it so i think avoidance to the real world is what a R- william really can't stand or what he fears even more back at the mesa while walking to the cradle bernard and elsie you can see two qa team team members below this is a uh, the first sign of a convergent event which we haven't had which means that several characters are in the same room at the same time and things are rather happening chronologically in the past i think the only time we've seen that is in episode two when dolores and Maeve cross paths the cradle is creepy because each host is alive down there even though bernard's like it's data she's like yeah i think we're both aware that it's more than just data that you guys are more than just data and i think this is why he has so much faith in elsie because unlike everyone else in delos in the last 30 years she was the only one that started asking questions to figure the shit out bernard whispers that he brought someone here to this hive mine and we see a red ball 
he retrieved it after it was simulated or constructed in that room where charlotte was showing him where they collect guest data menard suggests directly interfacing with the cradle since they are unsuccessful trying to get into it manually and he prepares himself for extraction into it himself he was so black when he said let's uh let it do its thing <laughs> she's like i don't even know if this is for old hosts don't worry about it she's like i haven't even turned your pain down and he says pain is just a program but you felt that pain um it kind of explains some other things like death if that's just a program and you're in control of your programming guess what you can take some bullets and not die so that kind of goes back to the dolores thing if you hear some thumping i am recording uh with the neighbors i tried waiting yesterday for them to shut up um and have enough quiet to be able to record but it never happened um it was 12 30 and they still were were uh full of energy so i'm on a wait list which i'm really shitty about for this apartment after they took my uh application fees so i have to wait until they have a unit available because they over uh <laughs> they overextended themselves and under delivered before i can move so that's why i haven't and if i wait for them to shut the fuck up it'll never happen so here we are I, i've tried to adjust so that we don't pick up as much as the thumping but uh if you do hear it that's uh, <laughs> why that's happening so another interesting thing about humans is pain and most of our emotions are only felt in the mind so we can control our pain tolerance so i love the similarities between and you even had elsie mention that like your brain your body is more like mine than it is robotic and juxtapose it with emily's you know thought on these hosts and a lot of other these are robots i've even heard charlotte call them robots but they're not and i know that mimi always asks why would people be doing this stuff i think when you go back to the original idea of this park it was not meant to be an amusement park that's not what these hosts were built for these hosts were built by bernard not bernard arnold and ford so that they can build a world in which things had made sense like you had a definitive bad guys the confederates <laughs> you had good guys you know you had people going about their day they just pretty much as he says i just wanted to tell my stories he turned a, a book of stories into a real fabricated world in which people were meant to come and visit and interact and have you know those experiences but unfortunately as arnold had warned ford at the time that this was his dream mind you he this is the only thing he had in his whole entire life for these stories that never made him happy so i mean we're talking about two depressing men <laughs> there wasn't some uh it, it started off with altruistic intentions and then a lot of things went sideways to which it got here right and then them looking more lifelike that was also never part of the the deal as well um them lifelike is the company being cheap 
because they they mentioned it in the early episode like oh it's uh we had things that was your synthetic skin but having human well we got plenty of human dna and shit and we can regrow that skin so that's cheaper than trying to get all of the the parts necessary for them to be more robotic so all of these things are human interventions even how they utilize the world afterwards i mean all of this was not rather intended (laughs) um what else did i want to mention about this scene because we do realize when we have bernard's control unit taken out that the balls themselves are the host control units everything is very heavily protected even the white part uh that unit but what is their actual consciousness is this tiny little ball so bernard printed or watched it being printed someone's control unit that was red bernardo's is silver flecked with red what does that mean um to be continued (laughs) tune in next time he wakes in westworld which is this the simulation of it and notice the aspect ratio change just like when dolores and menard were having their conversations Stubbs meets coughlin and honestly why is he even trying to be friendly with this guy because quite frankly Stubbs, if it wasn't made clear to you you are park security you are mall cop security that's how these people view you you are not read in not to mention you have been the head of security over the worst disaster what are, what good are you at this moment other than what i need you for and apparently being named ashley is just the icing or the cherry on the you're a loser cake you fucking bitch why you bully me everyone asking i think the display of his behavior shows that these are mercenaries more so than they are um kind of a a security team like qa is back with sylvester and the gang they open up a latch into a graveyard where Maeve goes up first into her home did you see felix and lee looking just very love struck in the back watching i like that they let her go first simon quarterman has absolutely no ass because that's all i thought about when he was walking up to join her and she tells him that she knows every inch of these heels and he says not bad navigating for a man under duress she tells him to enjoy his one admirable contribution then way more sincerely says thank you hector who has rather fizzled to obscurity because he's like one third woke wants to join her but she wants to go alone he does get himself a kiss and felix had to be told to let her go too i love this squad so much i love that they're also all armed because they've been through some shit ghost nation then ambush william and lawrence Maeve reaches the homestead which uh brings back happy memories flooding her 
as she sees her daughter for the first time playing with dolls on the porch the way she fixed her hair and made herself look all nice she asks after the dolls which is a mother and daughter anna and mommy and she tells her anna doesn't want to get taken away again by the bad man and she tells her anna's mom is very very strong now and won't let that happen again and then her world is burst as she hears her daughter call out mama the issue with people who are just impatient with storytelling in general is most anticipated this right it was a reasonable conclusion and everyone's like well why didn't me think of this let me tell you something there is no reason to think that she would have been replaced even if she thought she was replaced she couldn't imagine a world in which she would be replaced and her daughter would feel the exact same way that she doesn't like i don't know why people because they're smarter than the storyline playing out feel like that's a criticize a criticism came to talk today to the story in itself of course she had to come find her daughter of course she was knocked with the more rational um thought of holy shit she's probably not going to be out here by herself she's probably going to be replaced because that's what they do but it didn't matter because she was this whole mission was an emotional one and when you're doing emotional things like i don't know a hundred fucking percent of humanity you don't always think about well the worst thing at the end of the tunnel if that's the case then you don't go on the quest in the first place and the fact that i mean i've already talked about this audience enough well most of the fandom i won't say all of it and then when i was looking at the numbers for westworld they is actually pretty much on par with flash and um i think it's because the demographic this show has a high white male from like 35 to 50 demographic to it (laughs) and all of them completely could not control like made no effort whatsoever to be analytical with Maeve's story like that was always just an annoyance and then the other part of the fandom that was watching that wasn't part of that group were all more invested in Maeve than almost any other character like the puzzle box it's there it's nice but man that is what this show became and we lost so much character um analysis all we got a lot of was philosophical and and all of that was there meant to be there but we also missed a great deal of what it would have been like to be a mom and want your child back more than anything and to be sitting on that porch and dealt that blow of reality that of course she would have been replaced but to her her daughter is irreplaceable and what do you do from there that is a journey that has to happen it's not something she should have just known from the start it's really horrible is unfortunately there were very few female voices out there to be the more um character analysis driven uh spokespeople on this podcast or on the show jesus i'm all over the place right now <laughs> i probably shouldn't have had that second one anyhow 
in Ghost Nation with Akichita, which we've seen quite a few times now, leading the charge causes panic as she tells her replacement to run before grabbing her daughter and doing the same. I feel as if I don't hear enough about um, the Native Americans in the feedback. I don't even hear any uh, theories. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I'm going to get any. Uh, the crew are too far away to help her, but do sprint towards them. Aki follows and tells Maeve when he hears her daughter screaming and Lakota to come with them. We are meant for the same path. She tells him your path leads to hell. And can we just applaud how many languages Tandy attended away? was speaking in <laughs> these seasons my girl came up and was just bilingual all over the place these actors were you know told to do a lot and they came through man she deserved all of the fucking awards that she did get for this role as uh, the crew arrived she bolts once again with the three humans cautiously following felix wants to go help but lee calls for help and the humankind choosing to uh save himself from any more arrows at his predominantly mortal head i don't blame him for this at all i mean he did complete his mission he got her i mean he had that stat phone for a minute and at any point he could have called but he let the whole um i mean he he followed through with his word right he got her to her daughter and i think that speaks a lot hey we ain't all you know heroes some of us is cowards and we kind of i don't think it's out of pocket to want to be rescued because i i'm I, i'm keep getting pulled into shit that is about to end my life <laughs> and these hosts y'all keep forgetting are you know not human he's still in denial about it but he's also right like mm, they take some bullets they're gonna be fine you know they can they can be reanimated and shit we cannot uh felix gives him his most disappointed shameful glare before walking off unknown if sylvester joins him on the train everyone gets um locked and loaded with dolores still putting egg on her face trying to connect to teddy asking if her daddy telling her to leave this place was right and he says i never thought i'd want to leave this place but I guess she fixed that too. Love I think she did not anticipate that Teddy would know what she did, understand what she did, even see the logic behind why she did it, and is still loyal, but that he would be really bitter about the fact that she did it. <laughs> like they would lose part of that connection. Like you sacrificed his love for you for making him make it quote unquote because you did love him but you done messed up A.A. Ron and she is learning that the hard way time to turn the train loose as the women jump to the other sidecar leaving behind the black tech Teddy gives him a gun and a bullet and says that's the last of my mercy basically this train is heading for an explosion so that you do not die in a ball of fire, I would just put a bullet in my head. Coughlin is being told hacking is getting them nowhere from one of the park security techs. I've seen him before. 
despite putting another of his team on it because you know my team is better he tells them you can't get into the system she says systems can be forced he's like not this one they do get the map up and running only to see the train coming right at them which causes an explosion felt by elsie who is downstairs in the cradle where bernie is and she tells him what are you seeing there and also you need to hurry the fuck up bernard at first sees dolores then jock heading into the mariposa where teddy exits and playing the piano is no one other than ford himself that says hello old friend ford is back in the game y'all he ain't even left the game he been in the cradle this whole time the uh the ball the conscious ball that was printed was ford himself like a backup of him and he put him in the damn cradle and that is uh who's been blocking all of the attempts to take over the system all this time i love it what does it mean though tune in next time i think that's the best uh, segue there into the feedback Christina is me shy I am here to give my feedback for Westworld episode 6 I believe um yeah (laughs) uh don't quote me on that but I believe that's what I just saw anyway yeah because last week was episode 5 your what you were seeing was one of your favorites of all time so as I've already explained i worked a very long day today i am very tired so do not judge me when it comes to what i'm about to say in this feedback because i'm even though i just watched it i gotta say that (laughs) um like struggling to retain certain things that happened i know in the beginning um it was bernard and dolores talking about um i mean it started out the same way i think the beginning of the season started right when yeah right that that when he would they were sitting down and they showed the flashes of what I thought was the future but it ended up being of the past and so this time um this script was changed and Bernard was saying you know he was talking about how he's concerned and all that good stuff but this time he says he's concerned that you know what will happen to her when she outgrows this place when she outgrows them and I thought that was very interesting and it was also interesting that she flipped a switch so whereas before Bernard was the one controlling I would guess I'll just say the narrative and the conversation this time around it was Dolores that was and she froze screen or whatever you call it 
and I thought that was different (laughs) so I'm like oh boy so this is a different time where she's in control and she's dictating what's to come and what's happening and then she said that she's testing fidelity for fidelity so she's trying to see who she can trust who she can depend on as she moves forward and so that was interesting and then we see teddy and then i'm like "Mm, are you getting a you know taste of your own medicine you know be careful what you wish for you might just might get it so you killed the old teddy and call yourself reprogram him for him to be new and improved and it don't seem like you're too um too excited about this new version of teddy because like the whole time she just like she just looked like she wasn't feeling this teddy that she created you created this teddy (laughs) and so yeah she's just side-eyeing him and just looking at him and as he's like more ruthless and less you know giving a damn but at the same time I'll get to that but you know so she he's not the Teddy that she's come to know and loves he's what she, again what she programmed him to be but maybe she's feeling like that's maybe she made a mistake you know again she's still new to all of this and you know she thinks she's Miss Know-It-All but at the same time she's not <laughs> so um I thought that was interesting um but then we saw a bit of the old Teddy when, I mean, I got, I just got to say, poor black tech dude. I don't even know his name. Did they ever give him a name? But, you know, his, his, <laughs> his uh, plot in life since they busted in there a few, I don't even know when, a few episode, episodes ago. He, he just, he just not had the best of, uh the best of times um they just they just put him through the ringer trauma that that man was just traumatized they shot the other dude right next to him blood splattered all over him and then teddy gives him the gun and a bullet and says this is the only time i'll show you mercy as they disengage the the portion of the car the train car I'm like, damn, they just did that man wrong. All he was doing was his job, and this is how it goes down. I don't know, a part of me is hoping that somehow, some way, he found a way to get out of there. And that at the end of this, we'll we'll see him walking along somewhere. Because I don't think he deserved what they did to him. He was minding his own business doing his job, and I just think that's messed up how they did that man anyways um we saw Dolores and not Dolores um Maeve's story um yeah just as I figured because I think I was questioning it at last episode at last episode last podcast or the one before that about like you know what's gonna happen when she does see her daughter because it's not like her daughter is woke like how is that gonna be and so we get to see that and um you know play out so she's another she was replaced 
by another model by another host and so she doesn't see Maeve as her mother she sees this other woman as her mother so I'm wondering if Maeve is gonna um you know do something with her programming or help her become a become woke um in order to for the daughter but I you know I mean she's a younger of course I mean that's just she's younger but she's been around quite a while so I wonder how that's gonna play out with that but not too surprising that you know she just moved on with the next with the next narrative with the next mom so while Maeve is you know feeling all these things and hunting high and low for her and risking everything to go find her you know she just went on like nothing that ever happened I will say the scene with the um I forget the dude's name but when they went back after the 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 slaughter of all the samurais and stuff they went back to the village to collect their people and I'm like uh, guy dude you know the the captain um the shogun um and the other guy who used to be the captain I don't remember his name the assassin guy I'm like are you really thinking you're gonna win this challenge this duel that y'all gonna do I mean clearly the other guy is superior and you're just like they said you're a puppet so uh yeah I already (laughs) I mean the scene was gross I will say that I was not feeling that you know it was bad enough he chopped off his hand and then he stabbed himself to death but of course you know we couldn't leave it at that you know old dude had to chop his head off so nasty we see William uh, riding along with his daughter. I did not think that he would think that that was Ford at first. I, I did not. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me that he would think that 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 was just a uh, you know Ford messing with him again, um, and not thinking that was his daughter at first. So I thought that was. Uh, and I wonder. I wonder if he's still thinking that that's not his daughter or was he protecting his daughter when he left her there um so i'm still trying to so it seems like this you know she continues to have daddy i thought i guess i was wrong about her having her own agenda seems like she's got daddy issues and she wants to you know she came there to say tell her dad no it's not gonna be that simple you're not coming out here to you know ride it out in a blaze of glory with these robots and so she sees them as such as robots as you know not less than so that should be interesting um how that plays out um because she was definitely pissed that she that he left her there um with that one (laughs) with that one host all right well you know that ending just threw me for the whole damn loop because obviously I've been saying from jump that I don't think Ford is dead but then again this is in Bernard's head Uh, that end scene where uh, Ford is playing the piano so yes um, that whole thing with Elsie that's to me that was the biggest um, 
question mark is like what the heck is going on so that thing that bernard took from previous episode i don't know if it was i think it was the one before the ball thing the um so that's their memory within that thing and so i wonder what memory cube or or whatever you want to call a sphere um that was that they were programming again i'm thinking it's ford i'm sorry it's ford is somewhere i mean i <laughs> i just think either he he was able to accomplish what william is trying to accomplish you know of course he just doesn't have the brains and the you know to pull it off but ford did you know able to put his consciousness into a host and therefore continue to live on because this dude is still playing chess even when he supposedly is dead so there's got to be more to this then they're talking about the cradle and how you know ford built it so he has a whole bunch of i mean i i just don't know why they what they thought who they thought they were messing with when they when it came to ford like he didn't have contingency plans for all their nonsense that they were uh trying to pull what they thought they were trying to pull in the background seemed like ford was like i said before always a few steps ahead of them so he had some contingencies for his contingencies so yeah so they're trying to hack in to take back control and whatever ford implemented is not allowing them to do that and then we see dolores teddy and angela busting in there on the train we see charlotte um and so all this is coming to a head to where we find out how those hosts ended up in the lake because we still got to figure that part out but we see that everyone's heading to the same area so maybe my theory is still a thing where i feel like dolores and bernard um has something to do with the host being out there the way they were in that lake um so there's that um what else oh abernathy um they're trying to get the information out of him to the outside world so they can bring in reinforcement so apparently they did that um i'm really curious as to what exactly was so crucial that that abernathy had um that you know whoever is on the outside was could care less if it all went if up in smokes is open smoke can't even speak um until they got that whatever information they needed to get so again it doesn't explain i guess you know we'll we'll see all we'll get the answers to the questions that i've had about what happened to elsie what happened to charlotte what happened to Maeve? now that they got now that she got her daughter and now we see sizemore calling in for help and with sylvester so there's that it's just so much you know this laid down the groundworks for what i'm assuming is going to be a crazy few episodes till we get to the end of this season um it's all coming to a head now all the players are pretty much in place and let's see 
I think those are the main things that are coming to me. Um, I, I mean, I don't have any theories at this point. Um, I my brain cannot uh, conjure up any, you know, any or formulate any theories or go down any rabbit holes. Um, I enjoyed this episode a lot, um, as always. Um, yeah, it hasn't been a bad episode yet this season. So it's all, it just felt different. Um, each one felt different. It had a different um, theme to it. And so this one had a little bit of everyone, um, except for Strand. So we're not in the future yet. All this is from the past. Uh, that's the you know, only thing I'll say, or the present, I shouldn't say the future. So we didn't see any present stuff this time around. It was all from leading up to um, where Strand and Stubbs and Bernard are. So yeah, we're getting there. Um, what else? I wanna make sure. I didn't listen to all of your podcasts for last episode, which uh, I really try to do before I watch and then give my feedback. So if I had any questions or if you clarify things, I would um, respond in kind or just have a better understanding in the episode that I'm watching. So that kind of sucked, but I wanted to make sure that I got my feedback into you. Um, so in the nick of time, even though, I mean, the way you're tweeting and all that good stuff, you just (laughs) having a good old time laying around and just chilling. So I don't even know if you're even going to get to this podcast the way you be sounding, um, tonight. Uh, so we'll see, uh, we'll see if you can, uh, (laughs) gather the energy to make it happen so but I don't want to have you waiting on me just in case you get a hair up your booty and decide to do it or get a burst of energy so on that note um yeah until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So, <laughs> a few things. We were picking up that combo, suggesting Dolores was controlling it the entire time, and it is not a second or a different event. And then it was confirmed when she tells him she tested for fidelity, which I gave the in the uh, recap. I gave the definition for. So, Arnold is his consciousness or a lot of who he was as a person you know that's usually memories improvisation you get it is uh was rather reincarnated in the creation of bernard what does it all mean i think that's still to be explained she didn't think of the consequences of her actions that's for damn sure with uh her changing teddy he is a brute but now their love is dead at least the kind that she's wanting the black tech dude um was or did not have a name black tech dude was his name 
And yeah, I'm gonna burst your bubble and just pour out a 40 for them. She said, is he gonna limp off? Girl, that train was going like 80 miles per hour. <laughs> I was thinking he could have tried to shoot out the window and jumped, but most likely he would have broke his neck. What is Maeve gonna do? I will say for the child, mom is her cornerstone and she has spent 30 or at least 29 years with Maeve as her mother and only one year with this replacement. So... I think with her having still fears of Batman that she is not woke, but I think she um, had a similar reaction to the traumatic experience um, because they both lost each other in that moment, right? Uh, I I explained in um, Sapoku, I believe I said that right, in the recap, so to explain why the sword and all that, I mean, why he had chopped off his head, he was actually doing him a mercy um does she have an agenda or does she have daddy issues emily i think uh, you've kind of sided on the daddy issue side um okay ford is dead girl he's not alive he, he's dead they saw his maggoty body over there he has he's no longer a mortal form on this earth however bernard went inside the simulator where ford's consciousness is and has been residing for the past week to be continued on the rest of that and girl <laughs> you saw him of course he's there he's like is he there you saw he was right there he greeted bernard that wasn't uh, a a programmed response he said hey he recognized someone who ain't even supposed to be there but interesting question did he finish william's project dot 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 mildly curious uh recall ford has been in the background the last 30 years so i know you keep saying i don't know why the people ain't you know picked up on ford he would control all this they really don't know this the people who come here are are pieces of shit the board has been controlling a great deal of what happens in this park for the last 30 years the only thing ford was able to have any control over was the narratives um and that you know he didn't have he's like yeah they they test me every once and again but no i don't think anyone really knew if ford wanted to do something it could be this this um terrifying like the only one that seemed to even have reconcile jesus the words the only one that was possibly on to how much of a threat he could be was charlotte and charlotte said her predecessor was not smart because her predecessor didn't even think to back up the data in the park so it would suggest that no one really probably i mean they don't even know there was a partner and then they just know a vague like oh some guy with a partner they're not invested here the way in which and this is a struggling business as well so they're the board and their interest has only been in what they've been doing and i think that leads to another question because you were asking what's so big about abernathy the show definitely has given you the answer to that um 
I will say the valley and the mesa are in different locales. <laughs> you were like, we're all about to converge on the same spot. They're not the same spot. Um, the valley is where Bernard and like, remember they had to drive all the way out to the valley and they're draining that lake. So there was never a lake by the mesa. And we saw that because we saw that big old pan shot in season one. Um, so they're definitely in, in different places. So this is not your all things are about to go down here place. Uh, definitely went down in the valley. Uh, what else? Yeah, said, the man's players are hardly in place. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, the, you were saying the main players are in place. And I says, oh yeah, no, the main players are hardly in place. And we are one week in. We still have one week to go before we're caught up to the present timeline. And I did not do anything last night. I was under that weighted blanket and it just was not letting me go. So eventually I just rolled back over to sleep. I was just daydreaming all day. It was a waste of a day, but it really wasn't because it gave me so much energy. I've accomplished so much today. <laughs> I've done laundry. I've worked out. I went to the store and did my errands. I mean, I was cleaning out the closets. I, I've been busy today, okay? So sometimes you need like a good day. And I forgot that all week I had been getting up earlier because um, my daughter had to go take some testing, PVLA testing in her school. So that's that as well. <laughs> so I hadn't been getting that much sleep during the week. See, yesterday it was just all about my body resting the fuck up and I had worked out on Friday and that was the first time in a long time I did a gym workout and my body said oh no we need to recover for real but uh I feel kind of bad because you didn't listen to the podcast of the last one because you thought I would I mean but I thought I was throwing out a lot of fillers if you ever hear me start talking about how I, I ain't got out of bed all day. You might as well just say she she ain't. <laughs> I ain't, And usually when I'm about to record, I'll say I'm about to record. Otherwise, I'm throwing out the feelers that I'm not about to. So with that, let's head and hear what that drunk woman named Mimi was. Uh, she was partying last night. What she got to say in her feedback. What's up, Christina? It's Mimi sending in feedback for Westworld Season 2, Episode 6. I believe we're on 6. Um, I gotta be honest with you, I watched this episode a lot of times. And I know I'm gonna regret not sending in thorough feedback. But I'm just gonna have to wait till after I listen to your uh, podcast. Because my mind is a hot mess. The only thing I can actually remember is... Um, I was as I was watching it and um, William was with his daughter and it seemed like they had a heart to heart they went to sleep and when she woke up he was gone so that kind of threw me for a loop because I I don't understand like I'm not a hundred percent sure why he would do that Um, so I'm curious to know maybe you'll you'll speak on it when you give your um, recap of the episode but I don't understand why she, he would leave her um it seems like she even admitted that her mother killing herself wasn't his fault so she don't even blame him anymore and I thought that they had a heart to heart and they reconciled but then he left her there 
and he left in the middle of her sleeping which was a dick move which i mean he's a dick so that doesn't surprise me but you would think the one person in the world he would care about and and want to be with him is his daughter you know but you know i don't like uh william and he can he can choke so i'm just curious why he played his daughter like that and do you is that what do you think that's what he's doing like i don't know why um saying you know suicide by westworld that's not what i thought he was doing i always just assumed that he was wanted to be untouchable he wanted to be a king or a ruler or i i don't know how else to describe it but he wanted the host to be able to fight back so that he can conquer them i guess because uh it seems like he conquered the real world now he wants to conquer the this host world um so i am curious to know your thoughts on that um the other thing was i was really sad that sakura didn't go with mave um i guess it makes sense that's her home and she didn't want to take the plunge she chose to not know 100 percent. like she made a choice and her choice was to um not allow them to take her daughter and then she made a choice to stay with her daughter so i get that but i'm sad we're not gonna see her anymore i liked her and um i don't know what i thought may's daughter was gonna be doing like i don't know why i didn't think that they would just literally create a host that looked like mave and just stick her in place and it was listening to her with those little dolls saying she doesn't want her to be replaced like it seems like subconsciously she feels that something's off and it looks as though when Maeve came up to her daughter i was like she's really allowing this strange woman to just be all up in her grill um but i don't know what they're programmed to do i don't even understand why they're there um if there's no like okay i know the the park is under attack right now so this is normal but even so like they just have this house this cottage in the middle of nowhere with a woman and her daughter and then they have these uh native american this native american tribe just attack them like what what exactly was this narrative and what was dude trying to come across like i don't know i don't even know what the point of that story was it just seems real stupid um and i i don't know i the fact that they literally just replaced i thought her daughter was going to be in a completely different park completely different story but i guess not like they just replaced me with it look like they didn't even like change the way she looked they found a uh they created a host that was made but not made like that's ridiculous and somewhat it just seems wrong i oh this park is just killing me i just don't understand how they don't see anything wrong with what they're doing um, and then the other thing was Stubbs being dragged by that one military dick, call him Ashley. Um, I don't know. Uh, I agree with them though when, uh, what is her name? Charlotte was like, you know, as head of security, you know, your next review. Like, you do suck. But, I mean, in his defense, y'all have a whole shit ton of secrets that y'all don't tell him. Like, he clearly didn't know about them filtering information out he didn't know about the secret extra 
research he didn't know that there was ex access points on different so i mean y'all was keeping secrets from him like how can he know everything and protect everything if y'all not telling him like he under the impression there's a protocol and they're coming to get him but y'all literally saying they're, they're not coming to get us if we don't get this information to them like y'all ain't shit we don't care about them they don't care about these guests they just want this information like yeah um i could see studs jumping ship and being like fuck you humans i fucking hate you and joining the host <laughs> but i guess that that we'll just see because he being played to the left for absolutely no reason and that one guy that came in the security guy with the map um i want like i wonder who he is because he seems to know more about the system he doesn't seem like a brain he seems like muscle so I don't know he seemed to know a lot about technology but he looks like a jarhead a, a meathead a, a person that is just there to pull a trigger but i guess i'll know more when we see him more um and then what was up with them killing that um black dude like i don't know i don't know why that's mercy like shoot yourself in the head because this train about to go off a cliff like that's real fucked up <laughs> after everything that he just did i don't even understand and um i gotta tell you at the beginning of this episode when um teddy uh shot old dude the way um dolores looked at him i cackle she was like wow i wasn't expecting that she looked really like shook and i was like that's what your ass get and i hope he continues to do shit that you don't anticipate because you changed him and he kept bringing it up and it was almost like a slick way he would say it like oh yeah but you changed that you stopped that that's not gonna happen again like he said it like very passive aggressive and i don't know i was i was happy about it so i mean we know teddy's gonna be in that water so clearly who she changed into didn't work out either so i'm interested to see what the hell's happened because i don't know what is going on with that train but it was going really super fast and they didn't want that human to go with so we'll see what the hell's happening clearly dolores is trying to get to her dad but i have no idea what the fuck she's doing and i i'm assuming we're not supposed to know what she's planning at this point but maybe we'll find out like where uh what there's like seven eight nine ten there's four episodes left so i guess we'll find out soon enough um the other thing that i want to talk about is bernard because i'm not sure what the hell is happening we saw that memory in the beginning where dolores was well it looked like arnold was talking to dolores but then we see that it was actually dolores that was talking to bernard so i don't know if that was the future the past or the present i have no idea if it was real or in somebody's mind i have no idea but i do know that bernard did something to where he's his mind is in westworld um and then at the end of it he meets ford i really didn't think we were going to get to see ford again so this is interesting i hope ford computer ford or mind ford whatever you want to talk to it does some gives us some explanations because my mind is exploding with everything that's fucking going on right now i have no idea uh granted i may be a little tipsy but i still have no idea what's going on so um i'm gonna end it here because otherwise it's gonna be me rambling on and my mind is too empty to even come up with some theories so 
I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi. She wasn't as drunk as um, I thought I was going to hear her. So she didn't say she started drinking water and feeling better. So I didn't mention too much about William, but I think he chose the game over normalcy. He did say in season one that I'm never going back. And I think he meant that shit. I'm never going back. Whatever he plans to find, like this world is more real to him. He's said that. He's admitted that. Rather, his daughter knows that. Clearly, now she does. And I know you are you were saying, oh, you didn't think he was suicidal. He definitely is suicidal. Um, he told Lawrence as much in season two. Not in suicidal, oh, I'm so depressed. It's more like he didn't get what he, the, the ending and uh you know he's got a hero complex he he thinks in the end that he was the hero and out in the real world he was the hero but he got turned into the villain he doesn't want to be the villain and in the real and in this world where he got to play the villain now he wants to try to go out playing the hero he's got a lot going on in his psyche that is all not healthy and not rational and when he when she told him it wasn't his fault that pretty much absolved him of something which means he can go back to the land of the living but then he knows he's not really absolved he has to go back to knowing he's the villain there the whole facade is no more because now his family knows who he is and he wants to die in this now this other place where he has a real world taking down and dismantling what he himself has built which is this project of his that um it's trying to extend human life it's doing something inhumane so he thinks by uh fixing his mistake and dying in this world doing it it's going to give him and it's also he thinks it's part of ford's game um it's going to give him that redemption that he seeks that he really doesn't deserve and some hosts are still on their loop so the narrative being that she was a homesteader makes sense that's all she was in this this is the pg side of the park so their stories were relatively just mild and every once in a while they might get the threat of quote-unquote savages coming in but she was able to shoot her weapon and it wasn't it didn't feel as if she died a lot in this previous storyline because they didn't have those same uh things weren't happening like in other sides of the park like kids were here so there was no <laughs> that's why the kid on the porch wasn't bothered by a human just walking or even another host walking up to her because they're not taught in this that people are threats in the same way or humans are threat threats the way she was the last year at the mariposa and i cannot wait until the wide shot of events is um brought into view with season three i may have a better appreciation for season three maybe i still have problems with it but definitely um i like how still even now like the forty thousand time i've watched the show things are clicking in ways they didn't before teddy is definitely heated he definitely eat it and what is dolores doing she breaking in bitch I will say the next episode is very, very, very informative. So take some notes, be prepared, sober, 
uh, rest it up <laughs> because you will be getting a lot of info a lot so that concludes our uh, episode for today if you want to send feedback blackrocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and black or magic <laughs>